2: was just sky's the limit for a 21-year-old that was talented and that everybody loved. I'm Kevin Harris' dad. Okay, he's my son, and he was named after me. It was going to be a Sunday like any other, even if he didn't go to church that day. He was naive. Kevin trusting soul, maybe a little too much, he'd say, why you got to tell everybody I'm your son? I said, because I'm proud of you. My best friend, my teammate, I haven't been able to watch a, a father take his son to the park with a ball, you know, for a while, so... He was making a name for himself. As I heard where Britney and Rihanna actually were interested in some of his material.
3: Kevin always had it. The beats were great. I knew he was going to make it. Some people have that thing where it's like, you're relentless to a point where nothing can stop you. The stuff that he would send me was a lot of like an R&B feel mixed with like pop pop and hip hop church like gospel like those chords
2: a lot of things were happening too quickly we can get it popping we can we can get it videos camera shoots ice cube track and he went to that dog on studio that night And that happened
4: last day. And he kissed me on it on my left cheek. He hugged me. And he just held me. And I said, What's wrong, Kevin? And he said, Nothing, Mom. He said, Everything's just happening so fast, I feel like something's gonna happen. I said, Don't think like that.
2: ten to seventeen shots two different handguns how much do you have to kill him a lot of suspicious things happen that night the clues are absolutely out there we just need that one piece that one smoking gun <laughs>
5: of the essence. I hate how long my breath takes. Those are the words of Kevin Harris on his Twitter account in the summer of 2009. Kevin was just 21 when he was gunned down shortly after 8 p.m. on a September Sunday that same year. He had been sitting in his car alone in Inglewood, California, a small city in Los Angeles close to LAX.
2: I got a call at 9-15, are you at the hospital? I said, for what? What happened, what's wrong, Kevin's been shot.
5: Kevin Harris Sr. is Kevin's dad.
2: We ran every light just to be told that we couldn't see him.
4: I was in denial. Catherine is his mother. The night that he was murdered, and I do say murdered, people like to say he passed. He did pass on, but someone actually took the time to murder him.
5: The Harrises couldn't believe that somebody wanted their son dead.
2: This is... This is Kevin. This was during the, the, the photo shoot that they had, so...
5: Handsome, confident.
2: Very confident.
5: Tell me about your angel.
2: Our angel. Our angel. She called him Angel Face. His Sto- mother? His mother. I wish you could have met him. He was a beautiful man.
5: And he was still close with his childhood friends like Cameron Woods.
6: We've known each other since we were like two, three years old. We continue going to the same school with each other all the way to, all the way to here. Um, it's still so fresh. Yeah, hold on. Sorry.
5: What are you thinking?
6: I don't want to cry. It's a little harder. A little. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm.
5: okay you know that right what do you miss most about him
6: his smile his generosity never heard anybody tell me anything bad about him say anything bad about him never really heard him say anything bad about anyone besides my pure fear you know what i mean no one's perfect but he was <laughs> he was close he was close to that
5: The Harrises led by example, working hard, dad at the L.A. airport and selling cars, and mom working retail. They were regulars in church, and they sent Kevin to a Catholic school.
2: She and I were like helicopter parents, under surveillance at all times.
5: As a form of protection?
2: Yes. If he hadn't come home at a certain time, I would text a question mark. Just knowing the, the possible hearts that lay out there in the street.
5: One of Kevin's hobbies, Cameron says, was hanging out with his mom.
6: Spending time with his mom. Really? Yeah, he loved you. Yeah.
5: Wait, wait, wait. A teenager enjoying spending time with his parents?
6: I don't know if I should say it, but he was like, kind of like a mama's boy, but I mean, I'm a mama's boy, so.
5: There's nothing wrong with that.
7: Kevin was a perfect date.
5: Jasmine Tanner was Kevin's high school sweetheart.
7: Not really a huge dancer, but, like, you know, he had his little two-step that he would do. Everything that he did was from a very loving place.
5: The Harris's kept their son involved in sports, especially basketball.
7: I'll take you
2: through my house right now, right here in my room.
5: But his real calling was music. Much of the music you're hearing in this broadcast is his.
2: See, this all
8: you need right here is a little kit right
7: here. So you turn up the music for a second. See, got all that. Got Get your mix on.
4: He taught himself to play. He taught himself. He had rock. He had classics. He had jazz. Uh, East Indian music.
5: Soon after high school graduation. Kevin landed a gig apprenticing at a local music
6: studio. He start bobbing that head, and then he just the next thing you know, he's like, oh, "Oh, listen to this!" and then he'll click something. It's like going to the next level.
5: By the summer of 2009, he'd stacked up hundreds of hours in the studio. He began breaking into the Los Angeles hip hop scene.
6: But he just wanted to be the best producer ever.
3: Kevin's vibe was. He was comfortable with himself. Sonia Taklai is
5: a poet and singer, one of a number of artists working with Kevin.
3: I had never felt comfortable in recording sessions until my sessions with him. And a lot of times, like, you know, guys are just trying to, like, get at girls and do all these things, but he was just... He stayed in his lane. He was focused on his work. As Kevin's career picked
5: up speed... He bragged about working at a big, fancy studio where Michael Jackson once recorded Thriller.
6: And he was like right there. I'm like, you know, like a pinball and you get your ball ready and, and you pull it back and then you let go.
5: But everything would soon come to an abrupt and violent end.
2: My naive, loving son probably just could have been possibly sleeping with the enemy and I had no idea.
5: this day, no one has been charged for the murder of Kevin Harris.
2: They thought we're going to do this sneaky stuff here and we'll get away with it. They effed with the wrong father this time.
5: Kevin Harris Sr. is determined to change that. He spent the past 11 years seeking justice for his namesake.
2: I never got to speak to Kevin that day at all. I went to work at 9 a.m., He was still asleep, and I looked in on him and I left.
5: That Sunday morning in the summer of 2009,
4: Kevin shared breakfast with his mother, Catherine. I saw the plate, the paper, the napkin, the last carton of juice. I have all of that from that day.
5: You've memorialized him.
4: I just love him.
5: I, I love him. Retracing their son's steps, the Harris's say nothing seemed unusual that day.
2: From what I hear, at some point he wound up at a Pop Warner football game. And then later on he went to his aunt's.
5: Karen Stadden is the last known person to see Kevin alive. He was his regular
4: happy-go-lucky self. Hi, auntie. How you doing? What'd you cook? And he stayed, we ate, we laughed, we talked.
5: And after a few hours, Kevin left, saying he was headed to the music studio.
4: I said, Kevin, don't go. We're having too much fun. I don't want you to go yet. And he said, Auntie, I have to go because the studio is quiet. No one's there. I can record. I can go over some things. I can write. I can perfect what i'm working on and we hugged each other and he was out the door he drove to the studio in his beloved
5: green camaro he was supposed to meet up with a friend known in the community as a wannabe rapper but that friend was a no-show
2: a lot of suspicious things happened that night
5: the studio was in a converted garage in a residential neighborhood Kevin arrived, but never made it out of his car. He was shot multiple times from two different guns.
7: I never expected anything like this to happen to Kevin. Kevin's friend Jasmine says he didn't have a chance. To find out that he was shot outside the studio that he loved to go to so much, it was just like nowhere is safe. The Harrises went to the crime scene no more than
5: three hours after their son had been shot. The police were already gone.
2: It was already cleaned up. It was so weird and strange. It was like, why is this crime scene already done? Car was gone, everything. It seemed as if they were more expeditious in cleaning up their crime scene than they were in trying to find out who did this within the proverbial twenty four to forty-eight hours. That's what it seemed like.
5: Catherine took what was left behind.
4: I walked around in front of the studio, and I saw blood wipe the blood up off the street, and uh, the glass from his window was on the ground. And I used my hands as a broom to gather the glass.
2: This young man deserves better than what happened here.
5: There was early speculation that Kevin's death was gang-related, an assumption that upset his father.
2: You hear shot and killed, the first thing you want to say is drive-by. Was he in a gang? No. No, he wasn't. He was just a loving young man with a heart as big as his church.
5: Music journalist Ramon Duke says no matter how innocent the victim is, people assume a crime like this is gang-related.
6: This is a young black man. So it's automatic? Yeah. And, and And specifically within that neighborhood, 100%.
5: Young black man shot.
6: In the music business, yeah. Those are all elements.
5: And the odds of solving crimes with those elements are slim. For one thing, witnesses can be hard to find.
6: People in these communities, they stick together. When these situations occur, they're like, "I'm not I'm not dealing with with the law enforcement. They weren't here to help us. Why are we gonna why are we gonna help them?" I have seen people step forward, but the majority of the time, that doesn't happen. Why? A lot of times, because they're afraid. That person still has to live in that neighborhood. There might be some retaliation. There's this mentality where it's like, just mind your own
9: business.
5: As time passed, Kevin's parents felt that the police pushed their son's case to the back burner, even when they tried to
4: help. And they would tell me, just go home. Just go home. We'll take care of this.
2: We let the law enforcement handle it. Unfortunately, it didn't work. It was sat on.
5: The police told 48 Hours, quote, our hearts go out to the parents and family of Kevin. The Inglewood Police Department has done everything possible to bring closure and justice to the family. The Harrises continued to push for answers. They held memorials for Kevin, inviting the police and local officials. But the stress of losing their son took its toll.
2: The gun kills more than its intended victim, and it always will. And after he died, not right away, but a lot of everything that meant everything to our family was destroyed.
5: Two years after Kevin's murder, the Harrises ended their 23-year marriage. It was a dark time for Kevin Sr. He searched for solace. And he found it in church, a Baptist church in the Los Angeles community of Watts.
2: My heart is broken, but God has, piece by piece, put it back together.
5: Pastor Winford Bell helped the heartbroken father channel his grief into a newfound purpose. Speaking out against gun violence for Bell's organization, Silver
2: Lining of Hope. My heart has been ripped to smithereens. I really revel in this because it's medicine to my soul to speak about the loss of my son. Kevin stepped up. When they kill your baby, there's few people that want to fight to fix it so that your baby or my baby or anybody else's baby doesn't suffer the same
1: thing.
5: Now, more at peace with himself, Kevin Sr. found more will to keep up the long fight to find out who murdered his son. And he was about to get some unexpected help. We're going to put as much time and energy as it takes. We will not stop. We will figure this out.
0: Forty-eight hours listeners know to always expect the unexpected, including when home appliances break down. An American Home Shield warranty can restore your sense of security. It's simple. When a covered item in your home breaks, contact American Home Shield and their trusted and qualified pros will fix or replace it. Right now you could take 20% off. Go to ahscom forty-eight to save 20%. That's AHS.com forty-eight
5: Kevin Harris Sr. continued to speak out. Six years after his son's senseless murder, his heartbreaking story finally had an impact. The local police brought in the FBI to work the case.
2: When I heard I was going to get a call from the FBI, I felt that all my aggressiveness wasn't in vain.
5: Have you met the parents? I have. The parents are fantastic, and as soon as I
8: met them, we immediately bonded, and they have begged us to just find the people that did this, and that's my
5: commitment to them. Vaviet Morgan is in charge of FBI criminal investigations in Los Angeles. I'm vested, so we'll find them and we'll hold them accountable. Welcome to the new FBI.
1: I think there was a tough case with, you know, not a lot of evidence. There was no DNA. There was no actual physical touching.
5: FBI Special Agent Sean Sterling got the case. He started with the crime scene photos. And with what witnesses that did speak out saw? A dark sedan that pulled up next to Kevin Harris's Camaro. The shots were fired from that car.
1: We believe there were probably three people in the car, the driver and two shooters. They were approximately about six inches door-to-door, door, so close that the shell casings from the shooter's guns, two of them end up inside Kevin's car.
5: Also new to the case, former L.A. detective John Skaggs. I
9: know the streets, and I know how to talk to people.
5: Where are you taking us?
9: Right now, we're going to the crime scene where Kevin was killed. There's a couple things I need to look at, and then there's a uh, resident that I want to talk to.
5: Skaggs came out of retirement to work with the local cold case unit and assist the FBI. So, is this a hopeless case or a stalled case?
9: Uh, it is stalled and absolutely not hopeless.
5: And uh, what's the difference?
9: Well, there's still clues that it haven't been burned out.
5: This is the street where Kevin was murdered? Exactly. Detective Skaggs walks into the house attached to the music
9: studio. Hey, John Skaggs from Inglewood Police.
5: And comes out a half an hour
9: later with owner Randy Thomas. Hey, Hi, how are you?
5: I'm Michelle Miller. Hi, Michelle. It's 48 hours.
9: So Michelle had a really good talk with Randy. Uh, he was friends. He knew Kevin for about four years. And Kevin would use his studio for, for his music.
5: Randy says by the time he got outside that night, the shooters were gone.
9: I heard
2: cap, cap, cap. I thought it was firecrackers. Then the neighbor came outside and said, somebody shot
6: And you saw Kevin's car? I father? saw the green come and I said, oh my God. Oh my God.
2: And the MLMs came in the fire truck and they pulled him out, tried to revive him, but it was bad. To see him here on
5: the street in front of your
2: house. Broke my heart. It's almost like someone had to have followed him here.
5: So you think it was someone he knew?
2: That I don't know,
6: but I know that no one comes here on Sunday nights.
11: The
5: new detectives confirmed what Kevin's parents and friends had said all along.
1: Kevin Harris was really quite a remarkable kid. and We probably did somewhere close to 70 to 80 interviews. We could not find anybody who would say anything you know, closely, remotely uh, negative about him.
5: And they learned that in the months before his death, Kevin's career was on a roll. This studio was his home base.
2: There's a lot of steps. Be very careful. Okay.
5: So you have a sound mixer? Right. You have a sound booth?
2: Right. So this is where we
6: do the music at. And Kevin had a key. He can come anytime he'd like to come.
5: In the summer of 2009, Kevin was becoming better known by his stage name track bully i think he was just really
8: positive about the way his life was going i mean his name was track bully for a exactly because his tracks was crazy <laughs>
5: Keep on Come on. one of the artists kevin was closest with was jizzle a hip-hop poet and rapper seen in this video with diddy i look at this picture and what do you
8: see oh man that was just bro and he was hungry like just trying to figure it out. But he got the then, TV on his hat. By then, the for track bully.
5: But by then he was already like
8: lit, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was lit, and I used to go by Lady G at the time. So he'd be like, "What's up, Lady G? Like, man, you gotta mess with me on the music, man." And so he finally like sent me a uh, like a batch of beats.
5: Jizzle and Kevin worked together on Poppin', a catchy tune they believed could break through and become a hit. This is Poppin'.
8: This is Poppin'. Wow. That's you? Yeah, man. Is that him right there? Yeah. right there. Off to the side.
5: Yeah. Kevin was clearly proud of that song. Jizzle may have been the star, but Kevin made sure everyone knew he was the force behind it. And then there was his triumph of scoring a really big sale. It was to hip-hop star Ice Cube, once again, proudly tweeting about his feat. Right before he was killed, he had sold a track to Ice Cube. I mean, how big of a deal was that? It's a
6: very big deal. Ice Cube is a legend in music, not just hip-hop, it's music. It's a really big deal.
5: Kevin's career was skyrocketing, and his dad was feeling a little uneasy.
2: If I would have had a chance, I would have reeled him back in just a little bit.
5: Looking back, Kevin Sr. believes his son was playing with fire.
2: Put it this way there's not this evil, grim reaper with a hood that's just standing around on streets. Normally, it's someone that you know or someone you've had an acquaintance with. A friend one day, enemy the next.
12: See the FedEx Service Guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Have you ever covered a carpet stain with a rug? Ignored a leaky faucet? Pretended your half-painted living room is supposed to look like that? Well, you're not alone. We've all got unfinished home projects. But there's an easier way. When you download Thumbtack, it's easier to care for your home from top to bottom.
5: The new detectives continued to study the crime scene photos.
1: It's kind of like you see his life right there. I mean, high school basketball player, great outside shooter, his laptop and his uh, hard drive with all his, his music. So in his car were all his loves, and horribly, that's where he died.
5: Since Kevin's reputation was golden, they wondered if his death could have been a case of mistaken identity. They learned Kevin wasn't the only one in town with a green Camaro.
9: There was an active gang member that lived less than two blocks away from Kevin at the time.
5: That gang member, they say, had a look-alike car.
9: I was able to interview him. The guy's changed his life. And he's told me about some of the stuff that he was doing back in that day that could easily be a cause for somebody to retaliate against anybody driving a green Camaro.
8: When you grow up in L.A., no matter how sheltered you are or how strict your parents are, you're going to run into the culture. It's no secret that Los Angeles does have a gang culture. Even though he wasn't in the streets, I think we all kind of know what that's like. You know, your parents can't protect you from everything. But detectives now say they took a hard
5: look at that mistaken identity theory and ruled it out. They believe that Kevin rolled down his window to talk to the people who drove up next to him that night and that he would not have done that unless he knew them.
1: So they're looking at each other eye to eye. That kind of dispels gang retaliation shooting where Kevin was misidentified for another gang member.
5: They were convinced Kevin Harris was the intended target. But why? Were there clues in his surging career? For one thing, in the hip-hop business, you can get rich overnight.
6: Now you have, like, really young artists, like 18, 19 years old, and they're millionaires. Two, three years before that, they probably didn't have $10 in their pocket.
5: Kevin hadn't made any big money yet, but he definitely was a
7: prospect, a kid with big potential. He was really hustling, trying to get artists and putting music together and getting his music heard. Kevin was all over the place.
5: He was putting himself out there. More people, more parties, and his tweets show it. Party in Baldwin Hills. Pool party at the
8: Custom. There's no other way to kind of attain your goals and aspirations without going at it 24-7. I could just see that in him. You're showing up where you're supposed to show up and put yourself out there.
5: Putting himself out there, he was getting a little more flashy. He put extra wide chrome wheels on his Camaro. His dad didn't approve.
2: Now you're kind of blinging a little bit too much for maybe the average young man. You have to be less visible
7: and kevin was also getting louder on twitter kevin got real cocky his name was like really getting out there i did feel like you know maybe he was kind of feeling himself a little fluffing his uh his little feathers i felt like blessing people with my presence he tweeted
5: word was that kevin didn't want to work with people who weren't up to his level
6: when you start getting hot everybody wants a piece of you you just can't work with everybody And sometimes some people get offended by that. Things could happen out of those situations.
5: And Kevin wasn't shy about calling some people out. That's clear in his tweets. I'm getting bored by my so-called peers. And here he says someone was, quote, exceeding their talent. In the music business, words like that could be a problem.
6: There's no difference between that and dissing someone in the streets. What is a diss? A diss is disrespect. It's a very real thing, and again, it goes back to, like, these street rules.
5: So a lot of this conversation is through social media, Twitter specifically.
6: I'm sure that Kevin was aware of it. Did he think it would lead to him potentially losing his life? I don't think so.
5: Just who was Kevin dissing in those tweets? No one knows for sure. Could it have been that wannabe rapper who stood him up at the studio that night? Was there bad blood between them? The people who knew Kevin best sensed he
7: was uneasy in the weeks before his death. His demeanor did seem a little different. I couldn't really pinpoint, like, what it was, but I can tell when someone's
2: vibe is off. He'll come home. A couple times, I'd see him look back out the door. I'd say, what's wrong, man? Somebody following you? Nah, nah, I'm Okay.
5: The Harrises had prepared Kevin for life growing up in a tough neighborhood. There was sometimes gunfire in the area, but they believed they taught Kevin how to avoid it. Still, Kevin Sr. was taken aback by a question his son had.
9: At
2: one point, he did ask me, well, what do you think about bulletproof windows? I said, why? I said, Kevin, is somebody bothering you? No, it's all right. I'm okay. I said, just let me know. I've lived here long enough. We could could speak on it. We can get it taken care of peacefully. No, I'm all right, Dad. It was always, I'm all right, Dad. I love you, Kevin.
5: But something must have been wrong. After Kevin died, Catherine was surprised to learn that he was thinking of joining the military and getting out of town.
4: A week after uh, he was murdered, I received a letter from the recruiter's office for him to go see the recruiter. You know, a lot of people say timing is everything, and gosh, I kind of wish it would've came a week earlier.
5: Kevin Harris never lived to see his recording played on the radio. That song by Jizzle.
2: I was at work and then someone told me that would be coming on and then I hear it and I kind of broke down right there. Everybody came running over, you know, I said, that's, that's Kevin, that's my son.
5: Now 11 years later, his father is putting his faith into the new investigation. The clues are absolutely out there.
2: We just need that one piece, that one smoking gun that we need to solidify this.
5: This is an active case, so the detectives won't name the names of anyone they have in their sights. But Skaggs did drop this clue about Kevin's last day.
9: Uh, He had made plans with one of the individuals who's definitely a suspect in this case to meet him at the studio at 8 o'clock. As far as I know, that individual was the only other person that knew that Kevin was going to be at the studio at 8 p.m.
5: We have now learned that that man was Desmond Carter, the wannabe rapper that Kevin was supposed to meet at the studio that night. He definitely caught the attention of the police. In fact, 48 Hours has learned that Desmond Carter was arrested for the murder of Kevin Harris in 2017. And here's the record. Carter was questioned, but never charged with anything. Authorities told us the evidence they had did not cross the threshold of reasonable doubt. Still, Desmond Carter remains a suspect. That's partly because there had been bad blood between Desmond and Kevin. Word on the street was that Kevin had dissed Desmond by refusing to give him beats. Whatever it was that brought Kevin to the studio that night, authorities suspect it was a trap.
1: I believe Kevin Harris was set up.
5: Kevin's own words may support that theory.
1: Ten days or two weeks before his death, when he told one of his best friends that something's come up missing, I'm getting blamed for it. I didn't have anything to do with it, but I'm really scared of what might happen.
5: What had gone missing that Kevin was being blamed for? Was it money? Drugs? Police have told 48 Hours they do not believe that Kevin was dealing drugs.
1: Somebody blamed him for doing something that they did and blamed him to some big hitters that were going to seek revenge. This is a classic story of a kid who trusted too much in several other people that he didn't really know that well, but he gave him all his trust and he ended up being killed as a result.
5: We reached out to Desmond Carter. He didn't want to go on camera or comment directly, but through a friend, he said he had nothing to do with Kevin's death and that he thought of Kevin as one of his best friends.
2: I'm angry. Yes, I'm angry. I'm angry with certain people that were hanging around my son because it has all the earmarks of someone that he knows well that was in the circle.
9: I grew up at the beach. I really love the ocean, and it's always been part of my life.
5: Detective Skaggs says walking on the nearby beach helps clear his head and reminds him to be patient
9: does not discourage me. If these cases were easy, they'd all be solved. I know that some of the people that I'm interviewing are not telling me the truth. So, you know, it just makes it so hard.
5: Detectives are hoping for new information.
1: There's a ton of circumstantial evidence that kind of ends up adding up into one big significant theory that I think we're very close to proving. We think we're 80, 85 percent there.
9: I am fully confident that this case is going to be solved. Yeah, so anybody who has any information about what happened to Kevin that day, whether they were an eyewitness, overheard something at a later date, or later got knowledge of what happened to Kevin and who hurt him, that person needs to come forward for so many reasons. First of all, for justice, justice for Kevin and his family. It's the right thing to do and could be preventing these bad guys from hurting more people. We really
1: need help from the public and anybody who knows anything about this case and what happened to him and what happened that night to come forward. And that's what our plea is to uh, to the public.
5: As the case stands today, the murder of Kevin Harris remains unsolved. You still miss him. Yeah. What do you miss most?
8: I just miss his spirit. I think um, it's just not knowing, you know? Not knowing. not supposed to cry but um just not knowing like to see all that potential just to see that the path that he was on to know the support that he had from everyone around him is just really unfortunate to not be able to see that just you know reach his full potential you know so i just i I just miss the spirit i miss having him around i miss i miss the fact that i that we all missed the chance to see how he would grow you know
5: Kevin's parents say they'll never give up.
2: I have nothing else to do with the grief that I feel every day but to be motivated by when I walk out the door each day. Let's kick some doors in. Let's stay relentless with this.
4: You can't hide from God. You can hide here on Earth, duck and dodge, go to another state, go to another continent, whatever, but you can't hide from God. The
5: FBI helped fund billboards to help get new information they've also contributed to a $50,000 reward. The Harris's say the reason they agreed to talk with 48 Hours is their hope this will finally bring justice
4: for their son. But when I go to sleep and I dream, he's always there with me. For my son, I'm never going to stop grieving.
8: Murdered.
2: These pictures are in my room, and to be honest with you, since we resemble each other so much, I turn them backwards. It's kind of hard to look at them all the time like that.
5: Kevin Harris Sr. doesn't need to look at those pictures anymore, because the image of his son is fresh in his mind every single day, and he is consumed with solving this case for one reason.
2: So I can lay my son's soul to rest, properly. His mother and I will make sure his passion and his dream lives on.
10: Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door.
9: Take an in depth look into the investigation to find who killed Kevin Harris at 48hours.com.
11: When I think of Tylee and JJ,
7: I just think of fun and love.
9: You know the heartbreak of Lori Daybell's children. Now, the story you haven't heard. Inside the investigation. 48 hours, Saturday at 10, 9 central on CBS.